Hello, Ducks fans. We gather here today in memory of a dark, dark season. Why are we celebrating? We've been we've lost nine in a row. We should be celebrating this. And I'm not being sarcastic this time. This helps for the chances at Connor Bedard. Why are we being sad about this? Well, I just thought we're both wearing fuck, black, Tiger? so I figured we I thought we, I thought it was a sad. I wear black because it's slimming and I'm a fat fuck. <laughs> oh. I wear black to, you know, go back to the good old days of the emo phase where you could listen to MCR and you know, when your teachers yelled at you to take your hat off in the hallways, you could ignore them because the, the MCR is just too loud. <laughs> See, I just never grew out of it, it. It I am the true, like, it was never a phase. It's a lifestyle type thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 100% me still. <laughs> yeah. Like, Wait. not saying that it, that it isn't for you, but, like... Oh, no, 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 I know what you mean. But there's, like, the yeah. people where it's, like, you know, it's fake. Yeah. But. There's like the, there's the whole TikTok trend for a little bit there of like uh, like yelling mom it was never a phase it's a lifestyle and then belting out that last chorus of uh, dear Maria count me in by all time low mm -hmm. and I think I'm I'm kind of sad that it didn't get the recognition that I feel it deserves but I think I won that one because there was you know people doing it in their cars primarily during COVID. And then when shows started back up, I saw a couple of people doing it, you know, like in the crowd, like the first few festivals that all time low was playing at and that kind of mm -hmm. thing. My video is like right up front. At it, the was, it was a good one. Yeah. Like right up front, yeah. <laughs> like right dead in front of Jack, basically yeah. as dear Maria was going on. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, you, I think I win that one. You, you, you kind of crushed it. My people. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got Way. He's uh, he's here to celebrate in it's the chat. Little, going on Way. All, all the party emojis there. I like it. And we got Pay, who's hanging out with us over on the THP and YouTube channel for the watch along, saying, uh, "Yes, it does." He just led us to the promised land in the, in NHL. And hey, for those did, of you just tuning you in, he's doing an EH, EA simulation. Uh, first season with Connor Bedard. Pay one wins right. the it's, uh, it's, the cup. It's good to know that we're going to win the cup next year. Yeah, now, we go from we, from thirty second. First, we do have to know because you had said you lost Troy Terry in free agency. So is that the price we have to pay for for, for Connor Bedard plus we Stanley Cup? I mean, if, if it has to be, it has to be. It's it's not my favorite, but I mean, who who are we to deny the prophecy? You still you still going on that rum and do? No, 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 that's gone. Okay, that. That's what? This is just the, the water bottle. Oh, okay. Oh, that's gone. With okay. just water. <laughs> okay. Oh, he got him back. Okay. Okay. That's good. So we, 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 can, we can keep Terry. We can get Bedard. And we can win the cup, I believe. I like it. I like yeah. it. Uh, well, yeah. This is a late one <clears throat> on Wednesday evening here following the loss to the Edmonton Oilers. Um, but before we get to that one and kind of wrap that game up, um, do you want to head back to Sunday night, talk uh, a little bit about that game against the Flames, and then we can get into this Oilers and Ducks game? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Cool. So, yeah, four, uh, not a 4-3 loss, 5-4 loss. Was it not? Was it... Did I write that wrong? It says four. Yep, five four. Five four. Yep, five bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was like pretty confident in that, but I was like, I mean, he he wrote four three, so like is, is five four. What happening? Five okay. four. Yeah. Five five four loss. Uh, in regulation to the Calgary Flames. Ducks were leading at one point four to three. Flames did the comeback thing, and uh, just you know, I was going to say ruined our dreams, second, but no, they. Yeah, they well, that's only the second time that they've done that this season. By the way, Oof. like come back in the third period and won a game. What was the first time against like San Jose or some other? Uh, it was against Vancouver, team? I think the game before. Oh, <laughs> okay. yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, at least we weren't the first, but yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this game overall like was a very much Calgary game. Um. Yeah. You know, possession and chances and everything like that. Really, though, the Ducks nearly got lucky because Calgary's goaltending was not there in that night. Mm -hmm. So Jacob Markstrom starts that game, uh, got pulled after 20 minutes, which that's not a common thing for 
Daryl Sutter to do, uh, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, as a Flames fan, there's a couple times he probably should have done that this season and chose not to. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the goaltending is just not there for Calgary um, overall. Both guys letting in two goals. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just a, a rough night on on that respect. Because in everything else, Calgary outplayed Anaheim, which you, you yeah, kind of, of expect, course, yeah. Oh, yeah. right? But uh, yeah, goaltending was not the Flames' uh, friend. However, though, because of that switch, it did have me think for a second, have we chased a goalie at all this season? And so I kid mm. you not, I pr- the reason that I wrote 4-3 there is probably because I was so busy going through <laughs> uh, the, the previous 70, uh, all like the previous 76 games uh, going oh, through damn. each game summary. I double checked uh, if there were any other games that we played against two goaltenders. Uh, and I found two instances, actually. The first time that it happened is... Uh, or was against Vegas on December 28th. Uh, mm. That was when Adam Henrique scored two goals uh, in the first, I think, like under 10 minutes uh, on the Ducks' five total shots on uh, Aiden Hill right? Yep. Uh, to chase him from the net. Logan Thompson gets put in. The only other time that we've played two goalies in one game was February 17th against the LA Kings. However, mm. that wasn't a chasing from the <laughs> yeah, net. That, doesn't that was because Phoenix Copley got into an altercation. John Gibson wanted to get involved as well, yeah, uh, but didn't. So Copley got ejected, having to put quick uh, in net at that point. So there's only been one other time that we've chased a goalie uh, this year. So another rarity coming out of this game, I feel like. Yeah, even though we didn't get the win, you know, that, that happens. So, yeah. 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 But. Interesting, yeah. I mean, I, I I too would have thought that it was our first time, like actually chasing a goalie, like getting a goalie pulled. So, yeah, yeah. No, so that's what I. So so I chose to go through the seventy six other games, uh, trying to figure this out instead, instead of, of studying for your midterm. midterm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's great use of time. Just yeah. this is what I do for content to bring you the content, people. Yeah, this is it, what it, I do. <laughs> That's funny that I like knew that's what you were going to say. It's almost like we've been f- friends for like 10 plus years at this point. It's like exactly. Nate did this particular thing that is not really relevant in the grand scheme of things instead of studying for his midterm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's okay, though. I, I got some time to like I have studied a little bit. Yeah, I got some time tomorrow before the before the exam. Oh, yeah. itself, no, so. I, know. I know you'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be so. OK. I, there yeah. was there was one actually it was for the same class um, <laughs> that I just didn't have time to stu- like just with how crazy everything was. I straight up did not have time to study for it. And so I studied for about the hour before the test happened and I scored a 70 on it. So nice. <laughs> I, I took that as a win. <laughs> I, I would say so. Yeah, so. no, definitely. And I think that was the first one. So that's like, like all like the imperative stuff, like laying down the like the groundwork of what we're covering for the semester, where like it's a lot of new concepts. So yeah, yeah I definitely took that one as a win. So yeah, for sure. Uh, you had one other thing here on this game, then we can move on to the more recent one. Uh, Frank Vitrano, three points on the night, two goals and an assist. Played uh, seventeen thirty seven. And uh, some you know, fancy analytic stats as well. 0.94 expected goals for and a 42.93 expected goal percentage. So, you know, sub 50%. But when you're playing on the Anaheim Ducks, you'll take anything that's above like, I don't know, 30 probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, and and to be fair as well, um, taking a look here at moneypuck.com for that expected goal percentage. Uh, the Toronto was fourth on the team at that 42.93. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk actually led at 51.62%. Uh, however, that was only... Shattenkirk was only better than two Calgary Flames in that game. Just to give you some perspective okay. here of kind of how things look. Like I said, everything from the uh, the skater side, Calgary dominated in. Yeah, but the goaltending was just not there for them, and it almost cost them, and almost, mm. almost cost the Ducks in a way, right? Of in a way, uh, yeah. of breaking the the losing streak. It feels weird that we're celebrating losing, but at this point, and especially like how things were going for a little bit, right? Of like, mm. crap, are we gonna like play ourselves out of Bedard potentially here, right? Or at least even like a top three pick. Um, I believe at the moment with how you know how many games are left in that kind of thing, I think I yeah. read that the Ducks are guaranteed at least the top six. 
is what we're looking at here. So yeah, which is which is good. Which is good, especially in this draft, right? Top yeah. six is still going to be a, a fantastic. Going to be a world class uh, player, more no matter what. Yeah, likely, exactly. Yeah, more likely than not. So, so yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's really about it for the this Flames and Ducks game here. Um, Was there anything else that you picked out from it? Like, I know these were no. like my notes kind of written here, but I know that you'll add if you can, kind of thing. Yeah, but. I, I mean, Dostal looked great. I, I think in it. As well, yeah. but um, yeah, like yeah, he let in five goals, but like not for any fault of his. I thought he was he was pretty solid and gave us a, a good chance to win. And but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll have a little bit more to say about him and more so in regards to the next kind of game. The so overall, I'll just leave it there. Yeah. yeah. So, a um, couple more comments coming in as well. We got Ronnie saying, "Quack quack, fellas, got to hit the hay for an early morning, but had to stop in and say hi, which we very much appreciate." And of course, hit that like. We appreciate. Hey, Ronnie, if I'm dealing with the early morning tomorrow and I'm here, you got to stay here as well. Yeah. All right. We, 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 we do this. Ronnie's going to listen in the we morning. We do this now, together. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ronnie's going to help us boost them download numbers and boost our uh, our YouTube numbers. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so we'll let him get a good rest. Yeah. Cool. Um, we also got uh, Pay saying okay session two with Wonder Boy, and uh, we got. Ronnie as well saying, hoping Carter is enjoying his Oilers win. Sad for the Ducks somehow too, but also glad for the Ducks somehow too. Uh, that that was me saying that. He was saying just sad for the Ducks. Uh, what a cool empty net to get everyone their touches for the points. Yeah, Nuge with point one hundred, Hyman thirty five, and then you know every Mick point is cool. So yeah. I was saying selfishly though, I did want McDavid to get that goal because I put a oh, bet yeah. down that he would score between se- uh, sixty-five and seventy goals this year. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, yeah. I, I just got time. To, I just need him to get into that window. <laughs> See, the thing is, you don't want to get time. too many goals too early. It's like the the from the Incredibles um, with Dash oh, with running the, yeah. at the very very end. They're like, yeah. no, no, slow down, slow down, because you know, once he gets going, he's he might pass that seventy. So you want him to slow down a little bit, and then you know go into the last game at like 66 goals so that, you know, he's, he's got a little bit of a buffer. Yeah, that, that's I guess what on, uh, what's that, on Saturday, I guess, Edmonton's playing San Jose. Yeah, he can he can do it. Yeah. He can Actually, rack it up there. He, yeah. he can do it on both <laughs> games against San Jose. So um, Oh, there's two games against? Christ, I would put it, I would put the over on 70 now if we're playing San Jose twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Saturday and uh, Thursday, the very last game of the Oilers season. But they also play okay. Colorado in between that, so... Oh yeah, but and that's in Colorado, so that'll be a tougher challenge for Edmonton. But for sure, I mean, you know they're going to get up for that game, though. So yeah, true. So uh, what else we got in the chat before we get to this other game? Andrew saying, uh, "Poor Gibson, uh, he needs help tonight, and they are not there." Uh, Dostal was in net, but in general, yes, poor Gibson, he needs help. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Gibson. Cardi said he was out with illness. With illness, uh, yeah, that was on on Twitter. I I saw that. I, I think I don't think they elaborated on that anymore. I did. Um, I quickly pulled it up, and of course, it's bumping me back to the home page. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, Gibson didn't was post too much. So yeah, Gibson was playing in that game, uh, that last game against, uh, or was it the Edmonton game? Yeah, it was the Edmonton game that uh, those stalled in. Um, yeah. and then Gibson played against Calgary. Did not? Uh, no, it was. Oh no, it, it was, was those. Cal- Cal- that one. Yeah. yeeah, right. Yeah, because yeah, he was out day to day against Calgary. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I so I, I wonder if that's maybe when the illness started, just like the middle of the third period, just like something has to go hurl or something like that, right? And yeah, no, yeah, I'm not, it could be. I'm yeah. Not coming back. So yeah, but. uh, yeah, no. It says uh, when they posted the lineups uh, at the beginning of the game, it says Rico and Terry are back in. John Gibson is out with an illness. Here's who we fly with. So okay. Yeah. Didn't didn't elaborate any further. Eh, fair enough. Than that, yeah. Um, what else we got? Uh, Andrew saying Zegris isn't there. Yeah, it was pretty quiet tonight. And um, I was saying they can't play defense, which, I mean, generally yes. <laughs> Again, yeah. generally yes. But um, keeping on Dostal for a second here. The Ducks have four games left. We'll talk about two of them coming up a little bit later. Any any back to backs? Uh no. Uh no, okay. sorry, yes. Yes, there is. Uh oh yeah, we play the, Saturday, the games, Sunday, the two, right? The two games that we're gonna talk about in a bit here. Yeah. Yeah. Um but besides that though, like even if Gibson's, you know, healthy again, like not sick anymore, I'm cool just riding to stall for the rest of the year. We know what Gibson can do, right? 
let's get yeah, those exactly, all yeah. a little bit more to, to end the next season with. Yeah, I, I would like to see uh, actually if Gibson is... get a game. So I, honestly, my preference is he plays the Saturday against Arizona. Destal plays Sunday against Colorado. Just you know, see what he can do against one of the top teams in the league, and then you can give Dostal Dostal the last couple games of the season. Yes, Nate. Can I make a recommendation? Sure. Um, oh, you, okay, I know what you're going to say, but yeah, go for it. <laughs> what am I going to say? You're, you're going to talk about calling up Gage Alexander? Fuck yes. Yeah. I mean, yes, that would be ideal, play him, right? Play but, him against Arizona, play Dostal against Colorado, just because like that, that is the future, right? Yeah, is so you're essentially going to say to Eric Sinek, hey, I hope you, you got... You know, some comfy pants on. You know, maybe maybe put a little bit of foam in your your pad, your your pants there, because you're going to be sitting a lot. You're going to be back up in the NHL, and then we're going to send you down to the AHL and bring Gage Alexander up. And then, well, I guess no, I guess then he would play in the AHL. Yeah, he'd probably play there because Cali Klang's just yeah, getting there. Unless, yeah, unless they're saying, ah, you know what? We'll we'll see what we got in Klang too down in the AHL. So, Erickson Eck, just the ultimate paper transaction. I mean, like, this season he kind of has been, though. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, so, like, it would feel kind of bad for him at that point. Like, you know, get him get him a game in the NHL. See what you got in him, too. You know, maybe, like, he has a phenomenal yeah. outing against... Maybe you play him against Colorado and he puts up the, the big SO, and then all of a sudden he's, like, trade bait. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you go from... Uh, I guess this is kind of skipping ahead a little bit into the goals update, but you go from, like, an 852 in the AHL over 20 games to, yeah, uh, I, I got a shutout in the, in the yeah. NHL in my first game or something. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. But, but. Uh, yeah, anyways, we'll, we'll head back to um, the Oilers and Ducks game, which was, uh, as we said off the top, 3-1 loss for the Anaheim Ducks. But, I mean, it, well, one, it's a lot closer than I think anybody really expected in terms of, the score yeah, and just in terms of play it was like a super super close game again kind of unexpected yeah i don't know if it was just because edmonton did play in la the night before yeah so i don't know if they were just tired from that game because i'm I'm imagining okay. that you would have watched that one like i'm hmm. assuming that was kind of a especially very, two teams very, that very might physical be seeing game. each other very, in the playoffs yeah. in round one again um yeah those scenes are you know probably going at each other and kind of getting ready for that first round but uh um yeah, so, you know, probably Edmonton a little bit tired there. But even with them being tired, I kind of expected Edmonton to be kind of going a little bit more than they were tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't really but, know what it is. Like, I mean, they've they've clinched the a playoff spot. Um, really, all they're fighting for is home ice advantage now, which they beat the Kings twice to kind of, you know, take that spot. Um, yes, they're fighting for first in the division, but the Kings, or the, sorry, the Golden Knights are a little bit ahead. Looks like they're probably going to lock it down. Like, it's it's going to be tough to take it from them. So, I mean, yeah, the you, you kind of don't want to, like, over-exert yourself, but, like, also you don't, obviously don't want to lose to the Ducks. So, like, yeah. it seemed like they were just trying to kind of find the balance of, not playing at a hundred percent, but not like you know sitting back and then getting run over by a, a team that you should beat. Um, mm -hmm. So like, but also I don't want to take anything away from the Ducks because they also just played like a really solid, um, like neutral zone defensive game. Like they they made it yeah, very difficult was... for the Oilers to break into the zone, which was kind of cool to see because i mean we don't see that a lot watching anaheim ducks hockey yeah <laughs> yeah so. just overall that was a game that was just yeah not a usual game for the ducks like that's the if the entire season this year was like that mm -hmm. i wouldn't have too much of an issue honestly because it would show that yes there's improvement here just things aren't quite ready to make that jump yeah. right so like this is this is the type of game that Covering this team right now, knowing where they're at, this is the type of game that I would have loved to see 82 times out of the in, in the year. Yeah, no, for sure. So, I mean, I think part of it too, and I'm trying to leave my my Oilers bias at the door, but um, I, I think Nate, you'll probably agree with me on this one that 
because the Oilers have Connor McDavid, and I'll throw Leon Draisaitl in the mix because I can't totally leave my bias at the door. Um, and I, I, mean, know, just I don't like, think you can just leave him out of that, to be honest. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, they have McDavid and they have Draisaitl, and really since the trade deadline, they've been one of, if not the best teams in the NHL. Every team that the Oilers play now is like showing up with their A game. So like, because it, as we talked about, players and coaches don't tank. So no matter where you are in the standings, the players are showing up every night. And when you're playing a team that has the best player in the world, and oh, yeah, I'll just leave it again, leave it at that for McDavid, and it has just been super hot, you are going to show up with your A game pretty much no matter what. So I think this is kind of what we saw tonight was the Ducks are just like, we want to prove that we are <laughs> actually belong in the NHL and we're going to show up with our A game and we're going to make, yeah, we're probably going to still lose, but we're going to make it very tough for 60 minutes for the Edmonton Oilers and for Connor McDavid. And I think they were successful in that. Like McDavid didn't ha- do anything like not even just points wide. Like he didn't do anything until the end of the game on the empty yeah, net. On the empty net, yeah, exactly. The, the top two lines were very quiet, honestly. Like the first, like well, not the first, but the only two goals um, at even strength for the Oilers came from the third line. So, you know, yeah, it, it was a very, very strong game, especially by the the top six and the top four and Lucas Dostal uh, defensively against a. a a super high-powered offensive team. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm, I'm taking a look at the shot map here. Um, as you would expect, you know there was, especially from the Oilers, just with the speed that their offense has. There is a lot of chances generated, uh, you know, in the slot on top of the crease, kind of thing. Like like what you would expect. Um, but like outside of that, like the Ducks were still able to get chances, like from the spots that they like to, right? Like uh, in the slot, like everybody likes to, um, mm-hmm. would have been Campbell's left side circle there, mm-hmm. um, and just uh, just behind the slot, like just behind the hash marks, kind of thing. Like that's where they were kind of getting the bulk of their shots from in this game. Yeah. Um, and uh, yes, like both teams offensively kind of got to do what they wanted um which was interesting but both defenses like we were talking on the thing i said edmonton's uh edmonton's defense took a massive hit over the offseason and really reverted to like just a couple years ago Mm -hmm. being trash um the the and i and i say like that's not supposed to be like a shot at the oilers just that Mm -hmm. defense was trash though they purely relied on offense right yeah um and uh but you know, then you have the Ducks defense that is still very much depleted, is not normally too good. But both defenses today, especially like yes, Edmonton's did improve. I feel like with Ekholm uh, at the trade deadline, yeah. but just both defenses really came out to play and kind of like the offense got to take the shots that they wanted, I guess. But like it, it's kind of weird because it, like saying that the offense got to take the shots that they wanted makes it sound like the defense didn't do their job. But it was like. Mm. It was I, it was minimal the chances that they were actually to yeah. get where they wanted, like yeah, compared what, to maybe how many they would want. Yeah, what I would, make sense. What, yeah, what I would say because I agree with you, and I think the way I would kind of phrase it is the offense could take the shots that they wanted once they like actually got into the zone and established possession because it was yeah. getting into the zone that was tough. That's where both teams excelled defensively was making it tough to get into this yeah. very there was very few times i can think of that teams or like that the either team could like actually carry the puck into the zone and get set up it was all pretty much dump and chase try and retrieve the puck yeah, it was very was back a lot, forth, especially especially in the first period like there was a, a, a very long like period of time really i guess until we saw the first power play that's kind of when things started to open up a little bit more but like there was not a lot of shots kind of in the first half of the period. It was very drawn out. There was it was a lot of back and forth, but there was not a lot of quality opportunities. So it was that's kind of what I thought. But then once 
you know, teams did get in and get set up, and then they're kind of able to take the shots from where they wanted, get uh, some some good rebounds in front of the mm-hmm. net and stuff like that. So that, yeah. that's kind of what I would say to just build off that. But yeah, yeah. Um, we have a few other comments that came in. Uh, Andrew was saying, "I do agree with you, Carter." I think that was when I first started talking about uh, McDavid and. Stuff. Uh, Rory saying as well in terms of the Ducks showing up with their A game uh, against the Oilers and players are quote audi- auditioning for next year as well. Yeah, yeah. No, that, good to that's see a Rory as well in the chat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and so that sorry goes back to like my way back point of I want to see more Dostal like for these last four games. Like I I'm okay yeah. with him playing it that's, because that's I want audition, to see yeah. him taking the reins for like. A while kind of thing like we know he kind of did for a little bit like between him and uh stellars there what was that in december i think um mm, yes um, early to mid-december yeah i think yeah especially at this point where you know like you are playing against teams that are like getting ready for the playoffs in some cases right like yeah like uh, colorado, colorado and colorado and la especially right yeah um Vancouver is a team that I think I had originally predicted them to make the playoffs or just be on the outside. Um, I, I've, I feel like Vancouver is a team that could take a step next year, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that are holding that team back. So I, I Vancouver, I really don't know about, but that's a team that's at least on a roll right now. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so that'll be like a, a playoff like team. We'll call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, sure. and then Arizona, it, it's the Arizona Coyotes, yes. Um, and that's not to like talk down about Arizona because the Ducks are literally sitting in 32nd right now. Um, but you know, it's a team that is also trying to build itself right now. And mm-hmm. like the Ducks, they've got some good pieces that are that they're kind of building around and stuff like that, especially guys that they acquired this year, especially on the back end, too. Like, plays by as a side, they should not have given up. Isabella Mackey or Connor Mackey, even at the at the trade deadline, um, that is really going to help uh, Arizona's uh, mm-hmm. back in there. I think, um, but Arizona specifically at Mullet Arena um, is a completely different team from anything we have seen over out of the Coyotes over the last, last like five years, mm-hmm. right? So all of these last four games are going to be a good challenge for the Ducks, oh, right? So sure. that's yeah. that's part of the reason as well why I want to see uh, Dostal getting those games. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, to see how he can do like on kind of a, st- like a, a streak of games, um, and see how he can kind of handle that. Yeah. Um, I guess it'd be three out of the four because you probably don't want to play him on a back to back, um, unless he does phenomenal and he, you, you feel he, and he feels that he can actually do the next game. Yeah. Um, but, uh, besides that though, yeah. Just that audition thing, right? Like, let's yeah. see what these guys can do, right? Get mm-hmm. ready for next year. Even if, you know, Eakins isn't going to be the guy that's behind the bench, right? The the guys that you know are under contract or at least going to be RFAs, get them ready for next season at this point. Yeah, no, for right? sure. So. Um, Rory also had a comment a little bit ago saying Nestoranko, in brackets, big guy, out of the lineup versus a big Oilers team because Eakins. Four games. That's all I got to say. Four more games. That's all we have. <laughs> yeah, that that was an interesting decision. I thought. Yeah. Because who? Is who came in? Well, I guess Henry came into the lineup. So. Yeah. Uh, and and Carry technically too, but yeah, I guess, I guess you're you're bringing in those two guys, but but I mean, like, did you really have to leave like Derek Grant? In? Yeah. Yeah, do you need like do you need Derek Grant against the Oilers? Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and, would you and not rather see what you have at, in Nestoranko? Like, yeah, taking a look at the roster, that is the guy that you would pull out of there. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna pull that up to see if there was anyone I was thinking instead, maybe. But like, so yeah, because otherwise yeah. it's yeah, Zegers. Yeah, Henry, everyone else. Jerome, is, you Terry, know, Lundestrom, McGinn. Want to see in there, yeah. Well, especially McGinn because you just you know you you did make a. F- Fairly like a fair sized trade yeah, to yeah. bring him in, and it's a guy that Verbeek does really like. Yeah. Um. Silverberg, McTavish, yeah, and then Comtois, Jones, Vitrano, yeah. Like Grant is kind of the odd guy out there. I feel yeah. like so. Yeah. 
Uh, we also had Glizzy Us and Ra Ra Rasputin. And uh, what y'all talking about? We're talking some Ducks hockey. Yeah. Good old Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. I don't remember what we were talking about when you came in to the chat. But yeah. Um, Andrew as well asking, Rory, did you also hit the like? And then he said, uh, can't pass too long in your other end of the ice. And then uh, and Andrew also says, the head coach will talk to them and yell at them. Not Dallas Eakins. No, I feel like Dallas Eakins isn't the yelling type. No. Like, there's the times that, like, you know, coaches probably should yell, and he's just like, I'm just going to speak even quieter to you guys. Which, in a way, is almost more terrifying, but maybe no, no, not, it, not from him. There's, like, a soft quiet, and then there's a harsh quiet. Like, there is a difference. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. There's, like, the, like, it's okay, guys. It's all good. We can do this. And then there's, what are you guys doing? What the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. Right? Like, there, there is a difference. But Dallas Higgins is very much the soft one, right? But so, would you not be absolutely terrified if you got, like, like say against uh, the Oilers, the other, not this last time, the time before the 6 nothing loss where, to quote you, we got shit stomped. <laughs> if you go into the dressing room after and Dallas Eakins walks in and he's like, it's okay, guys. We're going to see him again in a couple days. Like, it's okay, you know, just shake this one off. Like, would you not just be like, oh my God, what the fuck is he going to do? Like, this is kind of like, mm, he's he's too chill. Honestly, for Egan's, no. Like, that's where, and again, like, we aren't in the locker room or that kind yeah. of thing, but everything that I've read, watched, heard otherwise kind of thing is like, like, Dallas Egan's makes, makes a great, like, developmental head coach, like, in the AHL or something like that, mm. right? Like, um, or you know could be a could be a great like NHL assistant right like that guy who does have the like like good relation with the players in that sense right that like you know a head coach maybe doesn't necessarily like not that head coaches and players like shouldn't have good relationships right but there are mm-hmm. some coaches who are you know like if there if there's something like specific you want to talk about kind of thing like go to the assistants first right or or that side kind of thing right or the assistants yeah. are the guys that are like maybe advocating a little bit more for some of the for like for the players kind of thing and like passing yeah. like kind of being like a liaison between the players and the head coach kind of thing yeah that's where i feel like dallas eakins would be really that's true yeah good that's right a good point. just with yeah. that kind of like everything that we hear about him kind of thing like that feels kind of like the right spot for him the head coach yeah. is not quite it yeah um, no that's that's a fair point i think yeah but so. yeah well um I don't have anything else to say about these couple games. Is there anything you wanted to add here? Keep the streak alive. Keep the streak alive, baby. We want 10. We want 10. No, no, no. We, we want Bedard. <laughs> yeah. Well, but Let's we clarify. Start, we we want with, Bedard. We, we got to start with 10 losses in a row first. Yeah, that's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Let's take a quick break here with our friends over at DraftKings. Promo code THPN on the other side. Got just a couple quick pieces of news, upcoming games, and a little goals update. And that's his all. Cool. So we will see you in just a minute. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook every day to see what they have in store. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So my girlfriend uh, started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine again last night, which I am all for. You know, that's one of like, like a top three, if not like 
my favorite all-time TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched that series at least three times through. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure at this point. Um, but anyway, she just sent me a snap that I checked during our commercial break there. And uh, she's like, I think maybe episode three or four of season oh, yeah. one. And uh, re- remember when uh, you know, they're, they're kind of having the potential problem kids in kind of thing. And they're kind of trying to do like the, Hey, you know, if you keep going down this, like you're going to end up like this or whatever, they're trying to like mm-hmm. kind of scare tactic the kids. Right. Yeah. And, and anyway, uh, my girlfriend had picked out that like one of the kids is Pete Davidson and goes, why is Pete Davidson and everything? And I'm just like, <laughs> because he's great. Duh. <laughs> I love Pete Davidson. That's a guy that I would love to sit and just have a few drinks with. Honestly. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's just like super down to earth from everything yeah. I've seen. So yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, the injury update for the Anaheim Ducks. We've we've really already kind of talked about this. Gibson, yeah, <laughs> still a listed day to day. Eric Sinek was recalled to back up Lukas Dostal. Adam Henrique activated off of IR after missing seventeen games due to a nineteen. What did I say? Eighteen. You said seventeen. <laughs> Wow. 16, 15, 14. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, an I'm an accountant, everybody. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I swear, I, I read numbers. He's that accountant that you have to pay like a monthly subscription to. You, you, you get what I'm saying? He's on a certain website that starts with an O, oh, well. ends with uh, OnlyFans, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, missed 19 games due to a sprained MCL. What I think what threw me off, no, you know, this is really just an excuse. Um, the reason I said 17 instead of 19 is because you typed sprail. Yeah, I'm seeing that too. <laughs> <here. laughs> that's, that's, that's what I would attribute that to. So, um, yeah, I mean, not much else to say about the injury update there. Uh, other piece of news is Ducks sign right winger Judd Caulfield, who we talked about last time, to a two-year <laughs> ELC. This what? news came out literally like 10 minutes after we were finished recording our Sunday, yeah. like for Monday release episode, I was I was just which was hilarious. I'm like, of course that because that has yeah. happened to us a few times now. We're like, hey, I wonder about this, and then like, it like and like at most like an hour and a half after we're done the Sunday recording, it's just oh yeah, and this happened. Fuck, okay, that just took away like half an hour of conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm can you not? Yeah, can right. You not? Can you put all the news out like in the morning, please. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Just one big press release Sunday morning. That's exactly. all we ask. Exactly. Uh, Judd will go to San Diego uh, on an amateur tryout. His salary, 837.5K over the two years. And when he's in the minors, 70K. Still that's pretty a, damn good money. Good money for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Moving on to upcoming games. Again, kind of already talked about this, though. Uh, Saturday, we will be at Mullet Arena, 2.30 p.m. Pacific time for the final meeting between the Ducks and the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, We have obviously played the Arizona Coyotes already this season, and it has gone... The Ducks weigh uh, 5-2 back on January 24th, and Mm. then 2-1 in overtime on January 28th. Okay, so Ducks... It's been a while since we've seen them. Yeah. Look, looking to sweep the season series, then. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else you got for us? Anything? Uh, over the last ten, the Arizona Coyotes are two six and two. They're currently on a four game losing streak, but we're on a nine game losing streak right now. So, uh, favor for us. Favor for us there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but what I was kind of alluding to earlier, uh. On the road, Arizona, absolute, and no pun intended because Coyote, uh, dog shit. Uh, 7-24-9 on the road. However, something about playing in that college barn has been working for the Arizona Coyotes this year. 2014-4. I have pretty good. never seen like that much of a discrepancy between road and home. Yeah, right. Records. See, see, the thing is, too, they wild. I think that that road record is so low because they started the season For pretty so much long on the road on, on the massive road trip. Yeah, so it really takes the like a toll on you. Honestly, yeah. if if it was a regular season, they might 
like regular season in terms of like home away distribution throughout. They might be fighting for a playoff spot. Like, I don't know if I'd go that far, but they would maybe be a little bit higher the standings. Like, like I was no, kind of like, talking about, yeah. like Arizona has some pieces that they're building around. Yeah, right? yeah, like similar to the to the Ducks, and like they have a bright future in front of them as long as it doesn't get fucked up. But that's with any other team as well. That's rebuilding, yeah. right? Yeah. So you well, don't want to pull, you know, just the spot ahead of Vancouver, uh, and you know, start throwing money at certain guys or like trading for certain guys that you're handcuffing yourself to, essentially. Yeah. Right. So. So let's let's see here. So what's their home record again? 2014 and four. Okay. So 44 points at home. And then their road record is seven, 24, and nine. So they've played 40 games on the road. Let's, let's just say they go 500 in those games, just 20 wins, 20 losses. That's another 40. So they'd be sitting at, I guess, 84 points on the year. Yeah. Which would be good for fifth in the wild card race. Oh, and push okay. down St. Louis. So, like I said, that would, that would push them up a little bit higher. Yeah. So, like just now, they would be getting eliminated. But yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you throw in a few overtime losses, through like a few more overtime losses into that uh, uh, road record. Yeah. And you know, you're yeah, you're you're not far out of the playoff race. So. Um, yeah, I I could see them next year maybe having more of like a like a Buffalo Sabers type season, where like they're just doing better than everyone expected, and like they're they're definitely in the hunt all year round, but just not quite there. Yeah, depending on their off season moves, but um, you know, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Well, I am, anyways. Uh, do you have a score prediction for this game? Uh for this one, I'm gonna say this one goes Arizona's way. Just because of the games I've watched of them at Mullet Arena, not just against the Ducks or even just against the Flames, I've I've surprisingly watched like a like more Coyotes games this year than I normally do. I guess, yeah. Um, but like they've just been luckily kind of on. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's go. Th- yeah, I feel like the Coyotes take this one. It's gonna be three two. Okay, I think. Okay, um, yeah, I, th- I think I could see Arizona taking it as well, but can I really predict ten straight losses for the Ducks? You know, be- just because of how the season series has gone, I'm gonna say this one goes to Anaheim. Um, I'm gonna take the same score though. That's fine. But just go the other way. Three, two. Yeah, that's that's how I'm feeling. So <laughs> sorry. I'm laughing at the discrepancy already between uh uh the Avalanche and the Ducks here. Um, oh yeah. Specifically <laughs> in the scouting report. Uh Trevor Zegers, sixty goal uh sixty points leading the team, which is like that's that's pretty damn good. Yeah. And then Nathan McKinnon a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's at a hundred now, hey? Yep. Nice. Uh, and then you got goals, Zegris, 22, Miko Rantanen, uh, 49. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, uh, goals against average leaders. <laughs> oh, yes. Let's let's hear this one. You know, Actually, no. Take a guess first who it is for Anaheim. For goals against, for Anaheim? For goals against, like goals against average? Yeah. Uh, it's got to be Dostal with... I'm going to say like a 3.02. Is it still Lars? With a 3.73. Oh, boy. Oh, God, was I wrong. Hey. And uh, Keith Kincaid apparently has it for the Avalanche at a 137. Yeah, but like uh, how many games has he played? Uh, he's played one game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, there we go. <laughs> so if we go yeah. into it here, though. So not even uh, a full game if he's played one game and he's at a 137. Uh, goals against average a 950 save percentage in that game. Whatever game it was that he played, you know, yeah. let's take a look. It, at it that. can't what have been a full game? game. There's no way because otherwise he would just have an even number. So it, it must have been like part of a game. Uh, well, he's he's been in two, but he started one, so he got 
the win for that one. Oh, okay. And yeah, okay. Um, started against Buffalo uh, on November 12th. And then got quickly yanked, I'm guessing. Uh, no, he played that whole game. Uh, had one goal against a 968 save percentage. Okay. Um, why do I feel like Kincaid got traded this year? Like he got traded to Colorado. I think he was an off-season pickup. Keith Kincaid. Anyways, do you think we probably see Kincaid in this one? Just like if he's if he's even up. I mean, it is the second half of a back-to-back actually for the Avalanche. They're in. Uh, yeah, I feel LA like this before, would so. this would be the team that you would see Kincaid. Uh, and yes, he was traded from the Bruins at the trade deadline. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, that would have been the one game that he played for Boston in that time. And then, uh, March 4th, uh, for Colorado, um, he would have appeared partway through the game against Dallas there. It looks like, uh, nine shots against eight saves, um, for an 889 save percentage to kind of put that down a little bit to say the least, but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, the other guys, Georgiev though. Um, a 36, 16, and 5 record, a 254 goals against average, and a 919 save percentage. Um, okay. And just in case you were curious as well at this moment, uh, Dostal, a 9, or sorry, a 9, a 377 goals against average, a 901 save percentage, and a 4, 9, and 2 record is what it's showing me right now. Damn. Which means that Gibson would have the worst goals against at a 3.99. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, Francois and Johansson must be out. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't know if they're out. Because, um, I mean, like you said, Kincaid just, uh, um, just happens to have like the best record on or goals against average on the team. So, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's even like, yeah. Um, Francois oh. is out. So it is Jonas Johansson uh, as the backup. So we might see okay. him again. Cause I think we saw him last time. We, we did. Yeah. So, um, or yeah. maybe we see Georgiev and uh, he, he pads my, uh, my, my fantasy stats. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, we, the Kings or they played the Kings the night before. So, I think you played Georgiev against the Kings. In that game. Yeah, and then exactly. Johansson gets this one. So, yep. Uh, I think that's how Ooh, we're going to go. Yeah. I, I got Georgiev for the uh, the league that I'm playing for the championship. Nice. Squeaked into the last playoff spot and beat you in the first round. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. No, and I'm now playing in the finals. Uh, do you have a score? To be prediction? fair, I was not expecting that at all, though. Yeah. Do you have a score <laughs> prediction for this one um, against uh, the the Colorado Avalanche? Uh, taking a look back, ser- season series is tied one uh, one. Yep. Uh, Ducks winning that first game five three back in January, but we did just play the Avalanche. I think it was last week uh, where the Avalanche stumped us five one. Uh, I'm gonna go. F- Oh, thinking if they're going to play Johansson. Oh, 4 2. Colorado? Yeah. Okay. This might be one of those uh, maintenance day games that you do for Colorado for some yeah. of the guys. Mm, I don't know because I think they're playing for home ice. Uh, oh, no, never mind. They're top in the league. Well, actually, they're in a three way tie for first in the league. They just happen to have played <laughs> one last game. So, right. But I, against I Anaheim, I, I still think you could Mm-mm. for a guy or two. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm calling 7 2 Colorado. Big, big oh, night. Hefty. Hefty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we do have Andrew still kicking around the chat here saying Kale McCarr. Uh, weak average in turn for uh, for the Ducks when we're talking about goals yeah. against average, uh, and says uh, Avs five to three. All right, good prediction. Okay. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could yeah. See that. Like that one. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then just to wrap things up here, not forgetting the music this time or music, the sound effect, I guess. My 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 my
I don't know, man. That's music to my ears. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your Gulls update. So uh, it's been a busy week for the Gulls. There's four games uh, between last Wednesday and this Wednesday. Um, so yeah, the Gulls uh, losing in overtime 6-5 to the Tucson Roadrunners uh, would have been last Wednesday or last live episode. Mm-hmm. Um, then they lost uh, to the Iowa Wild 5-1. Uh, unfortunately, it was not an April Fool's joke, uh, but it's okay though because April second, the next day, they won four uh, two over the same Iowa Wild. So, nice. and then uh, tonight, uh, the final score um, versus the San Jose Barracuda was a six three loss, unfortunately. So, uh, which puts the Gulls right now still tenth in the Pacific Division. Do I even have to say it at this point? No. <laughs> uh, with a twenty forty five two and one record. Uh, coming up this week, uh, back-to-back games in San Diego against the Calgary Wranglers, who I think are sitting top in the West Standings. Oh, in the I think West. Even West. Damn. I'm not mistaken. Um, take I mean, they've had a hell of a season, so I yeah, wouldn't yeah, be surprised. The Wranglers yeah. Sitting, yeah, the Wranglers sitting first in the in the West at 100 points, a 48-15-3-1 record um, in 67 games played. And that's with a game in hand on a couple teams, actually. Um, Damn. Yeah, very impressive what uh, what they're doing there. So, And uh, a, a Wranglers playoff game is something I'd love to go to, actually. So, oh, yeah. I might have to... Spend a couple bucks and go do that. So, yeah, out of um, uh, all the playoff games that are that you they're can, probably going to be in Calgary. Their, yeah, well, yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know, the tickets will be like actually affordable too for yeah. for an AHL game. So, yeah, I also wouldn't mind trying to hit one more Roughnecks game this year. Yeah, so because I think they got two games left. Yeah, they play Friday and then next Friday or next Saturday, one of those. Okay, so um, uh, that's another team. That's another Calgary team that's looking to hit the playoffs. I, I think it's like, oh, we were we were talking about it the other day. A couple of buddies and I, um, if the Flames don't make the playoffs, the other three teams that play out of the Scotia Bank Saddle Dome will make it, except for the big club. <laughs> <laughs> nice, because yeah, Roughnecks are making it. They already clinched. Um, the Wranglers. I've already clinched as well, the AHL. Uh, and then the Calgary Hitmen are also in the playoffs currently. So mm. I uh, <laughs> I wonder if the Flames, like being out of a wild card spot, is just some big conspiracy by the person who handles scheduling all the, the bookings, ba- yeah. all the bookings for Scotiabank <laughs> Saddledome. If they're just like, oh, fuck, I can't handle this. Please, please, no. Like they, they can't make the playoffs. He's like, He's like under. Uh, he's like going out there and like melting the the, the crease like with a blowtorch, <laughs> <laughs> like Jacob Markstrom's key, yeah. uh, crease before every game. And um, I think for the hitmen, though, skates and I think for the hitmen because I think there is a plan to have them in a different arena, if not next season, maybe the season after. Um, oh, okay. Oh, I'm trying to remember where there's an arena like just on one of the reservations that's like just outside of town. Oh, okay. I think I can't remember. Oh, why can't I remember where it is? Um, but they played a few games there this year. So, you know, I think if that was the case, maybe the Hitman for if like the Hitman were to make round oh, yeah. two, I don't even know how the Hitman are doing this in the first round right now, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not sure, honestly. Um, but I feel like they would maybe go there then or something, but yeah, it's possible. So, um, did you go through the uh, stats for players and goalies, or did I? Uh, no, during I, that I haven't. I have. Oh, okay, yeah. you're all good. So that's good. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, your top five players right now in terms of points: uh, Gleden Godden at number five with 32 points there. Uh, Bo Gru with 38. Nicholas Bruliard at 39. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Michael Delzato is sitting in second spot with 39 points. Also, uh, 29 with San Diego. Uh, in 36 games, those autos really fit in there in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, he really, uh, oh, hey, yeah, uh, yeah, he really has. It's I like it. Interesting. I like it. Not, not um, complaining for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Dylan Sakura 
as well as put up uh, 11 points in his 13 games with San Diego since being acquired from the Rockford Ice Hogs back at the trade deadline there. Uh, his 11 points in San Diego brings him up to 43 points in 65 games played this season in the A for first spot on the team right now. Nice. So, and then uh, goalies, we got three to talk about. Uh, also, I'll bring up uh, Oli Erickson, er, Erickson Eck, uh, even though he just got called up to Anaheim today. He's appeared in 20 games now. He's got a 481 say, uh, goals against average. Uh, a 852 save percentage, um, with a 214 and 0 record. Triple oof. Yeah, he's been having a rough deal down there. So, um, got Gage Alexander, who's played in 15 games now for the San Diego Gulls. Damn. Uh, a 362 say, uh, goals against average, um, an 886 save percentage, a 56 and 3 record, uh, on the season. And then uh, the newcomer. Hey, hey! Uh, don't don't forget his shutout. The one shutout for Gage oh, Alexander. Right. Sorry. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the newcomer now uh, this season, coming over from uh, the other side of the pond, uh, Mr. Kelly Klang has appeared now in two games for the San Diego Goals. Uh, he's got a one sixty three goals against and a nine twenty three save percentage. Um, one game was a start, so he's got a one zero and zero record. Yep. So solid, solid. Yeah. Yeah, so. can't be mad really about that. Yeah, I mean, he played 13-43-ish in, in the one game. So, yeah, not, not a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, only has faced 26 shots. So, yeah, obviously, you know, very small sample size, but looking good so far for Cali yeah. playing. So Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all we have for this episode of the Quack Report. Uh, I can't remember if we talked about it on here or if it was on the watch long, but you know, I got work tomorrow. You got a bunch of stuff to wrap up class nice and early in the morning, so we're yeah. going to get out of here early. Um, uh, oh, and Monday. Oh, good call. There will not be an episode on Monday. We're going to take a break for Easter. Um, last time we had a break was Christmas, I think. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, Yeah, so we won't have an episode on Monday. However, we will be back live on Wednesday. um, And that'll be the last live episode like during the Ducks season, I guess. Yeah, because then the season's done on, what, the Thursday? Thursday. Thursday's the last game, yeah. And then we'll do like a whole season wrap-up on the Sunday and then go from there into into playoffs, I suppose. Yeah, I can't wait to look at our way. This is always like the end of the season is always my favorite to look back at the way too early season predictions. I like that too. Just be like, okay, yeah, I I got pretty, I kind of knew what I'm talking about here. And then like at this point, I was like, no, I fucked up. So, and the big one right away in my head is, Remember you predicted that Boston wasn't going to make the playoffs? Yeah, fucking fools, <laughs> hey? Yeah, like, you and everybody else, or a good, yeah. you know, 90% of everybody else, for sure. Myself included, right? So, yeah. wasn't wasn't necessarily a bold take, but oh, bad. Oh, oh boy, does it look bad. Yeah, yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we got Andrew saying, happy Easter. Yes, happy Easter, Andrew, happy Easter. and to, to everybody who celebrates happy Easter, and to those that don't, happy long weekend. Yeah. for you impromptu as in i don't have it with me i guess to share with everybody but i did see a video of uh this guy saying yeah my dad you know gave me these uh the, the cardboard uh the cardboard case i guess and mm. said uh happy hunting and uh it was the cardboard like beer case and the dad had hid the beer bottles in the bushes nice. so you know load them back up and there you go so that's pretty good. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Adult Easter egg hunting. Exactly. It's good. All right. Um, yeah. If people want to, I don't know. Maybe we didn't really talk about anything here. Too exciting. So, I don't know. People want to wish you a happy Easter. We'll, we'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they do that at? <laughs> uh, you can do that on Twitter at Tate Namas. T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S. Yeah, and, and I we will are send you some gif of a bunny back saying thanks, and you as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, the the show is on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook at Quack Report Pod. All of them handles there, um, or all those social medias there, same handle. I am on Twitter at Carter underscore Pots P O T T S underscore ninety seven. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We'll see you in about a week, and go Ducks, go! Ciao.